1: Here are your hosts, Dana Southern and Gary Green.
2: Good morning and welcome to Your Car Insiders on 960 The Patriot. Once again, my name is Gary Green and I'm here with my friend and business partner, Dana Southern, and we are Your Car Insiders. You know, during the week I got a phone call from a gentleman and he said the way he found us was he Googled Phoenix Auto Brokers. Okay, Dana and I are not brokers, we want to set that record straight on that, we don't work for a car dealership we don't work for a company we work for our individual clients so when a client is helping is we're helping a client they're paying us our fee only when we're done and only if we help now unfortunately our business is based solely on relationships And I found out the other day that a a guy that I formed not only a car relationship with, but a friendship with, has decided to leave the dealership he was working at.
3: He retired after many years, right? No, no, no. Different different gentleman. gentleman. Yeah.
2: So he's going to work at a different store in the group. But to give you an idea of some of the things that Dana and I were able to possibly do was we sat in the office with this gentleman and we had the invoice in his hand and they would appraise his car through a corporate structure and a number would come back and my buddy thought asked me what I thought his car was worth and I said you know based on this 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 and this I think your car's worth somewhere around twenty eight grand well after they did everything you wait five ten minutes and the number comes up appraised value twenty eight five. So we're 500 bucks ahead of the game. Now, the way that this dealership advertises, the addendum becomes very important.
3: Will you explain the addendum so for the our addendum listeners?
2: are the dealer ads. Window tint, door edge guards, paint, sealant, whatever. Bed liner. So my friend agrees to buy the truck for the sale price, advertised online, including all the dealer ads.
3: Which is obviously not how the dealer had any intention of doing it.
2: And they don't normally do it that way. So we sat there and it came time to run my friend's credit. And his credit score has gone down a little bit, but he still hovers from, and I say hovers between. When you go online and you look at your credit score, whether it's from Discover or Equifax, these things, or you're looking at Credit Karma, that's not the same scores the dealership looks at.
3: And and that's always the case, isn't it, Gary? Yeah.
2: Now, can you walk into the dealership and say, I want you to use the score that I have on my credit karma?
3: Um, and, Well, you can say it, of course, but no. Or
2: I just went to a different dealership. They ran my credit. This is what my score is. You're not running my credit if I'm buying a car. Well, they It doesn't could, work that way. No. And I, let, and me and just, it, let me just we're back. Well, they might go back think it makes this? sense, yeah. but it doesn't. It doesn't. So yeah. my friend is exactly what Dana just said. So, we had the numbers, we had this, and he explained, well, you know, I think my car is worth more. I said, well, you know what? It's already worth 500 more than I thought it was worth, and you're not paying any of the dealer rates. And remember, you don't have to do this. Now, he has his own little company, and he does not collect paycheck. So, a couple of the banks asked for POI. Proof of income. okay. So just because you have a score doesn't mean every bank's going to take the score. So what we had to do was find the bank that would take the 740 credit score that he had, one of his nine scores was 740, that would take that score and they would not have any stips. No proof of income, no proof of residence. The banking industry in the automotive world, has changed drastically. Now, Dana brought something up before we started today, and it's going to make very little sense to a lot of people, but it's bec- it's like a secret now. Okay, A lot of banks have what they call is a rate sheet. Dana informed me this morning that a couple of banks have decided they're not going to give you the rate on the car loan until you submit it so Sudan. you can 't even look at it now, when you look at a rate sheet, I always jokingly say, "You need to have a ruler so it 's kind of like when you when you play a box in the Super Bowl pool. Well, my score is this, and i 'm putting no money down, so i 'm one hundred and twenty percent, and I want sixty months. So you go to the score, you go down to the one hundred and twenty percent, and that 's the line. Now, if you're the same person buying a vehicle and you're putting no money down and you're the same person buying the same exact car and you're putting 20000 down on a $60,000 car, there's a pretty good possibility the rate's going to be different.
3: It's going to be lower. If if you show 20,000 vested interest, the, the risk for the lender obviously becomes substantially less. And in most cases, they'll, they'll give you an equity discount with rates going up as they have over the course of the really going on the past year and, and seeming to continue in that same cycle. Um What Gary mentioned is is something that 's you know relatively new in that you don 't find out what the best rate the lender will offer on the car loan is until the bank sees that individual structure and it was really smart on the bank's part. Because there were many cases where when they would post their best rate that they were offering, uh, and that wasn't competitive or was, say, a quarter point or a half a point higher than a, a different lender, well, the dealer would just simply not send it to the higher rate bank. Well, now, because of them having the wisdom to realize that they were missing all those opportunities... They now make the decision, again, once they see that individual physical structure. I had a gentleman this past week with substantial income, long-term job, and in order to take advantage of taking the additional money from the factory on the purchase price, um, their interest rate through the manufacturer, Toyota, was um, substantially higher than if, of course, he didn't take the extra money. So I happen to know, that, as would Gary, that there were at least a few different banks that were going to be a better match to help him get the lowest rate he could qualify for. But without actually submitting them to the banks, there was no way to know what the rate was. And you want to know something interesting, Gary? Over 700 score, lots of job time, good income, putting substantial down payment. I picked the three lenders that I wanted it to be sent to. Two of them were, of course, better than Toyota and did approve it. And so we picked one of
2: those, but one of them flat turned it down. Here, certain lenders, a 709 credit score. Could be possibly a tier three, if not a tier four.
3: Meaning, and can you help them understand what that
2: means? So when they look at it, there's different tiers. So a loan that I looked at the other day, the tier one was 760.
3: They have kind of crept up a little bit. Some of the highest or the best rates they offer, they are now combining with an even higher score.
2: So when this gentleman had his 760 credit score, he got a half a point better rate, Because he was putting $13,000 down. So it became a super preferred rate with a Equity. equity. Now, if he was a 700, it was three tiers down. So the key for what Dana and I do is unless you're going in to a car dealership and you're writing a check to buy the car, there's more than one thing you have to look at. So someone that I helped, really nice gentleman, called me up. He was kind of upset. Gary, I, I, we got to go get the car today. We got to go this week. I, I got a letter from some collection company. I'm afraid they're going to screw my credit up, blah, 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 blah. So we went down to the dealership. We pulled his credit. There was nothing there that was wholeheartedly a problem. So he bought the car. He actually called me this morning on the way to the radio show, and he wanted to thank me again, and the word he used was wonderful, transparency. He said, when we sat in Adam's office, and he shared all the information with me, and the screen was turned towards me, I was never more comfortable. He says, it was almost, I don't remember what he said, but he was kind of surprised how much I was telling the dealership, what we wanted to do, rather than them telling us what they wanted to do. Now, at the end, when we were all done, he bought the car. Uh, he doesn't have buyer's remorse, but it, it's, it's a strange thing when you go from an Infinity sports car to a crossover. It's a transition. It takes a while. Now, he called me this morning and he said, you're the math guy. If I pay 100 a month, how many months will it save me on my 60-month loan? I said, based on how much you financed, if you pay an extra $100 a month, it will save you 12 months. A year. A year. So I did that just real quick in my head, but then I went into the office before I left and I went to Auto Loan Calculator. I put the dollar amount that he financed and I was within $3. As you say, you were right. Yeah. (laughs) So we're really good at figuring things. I was sitting in an office the other day and- the gentleman was buying an Acura, and he likes uh, what I like about this dealership is they actually sell the service contract backed by Honda or Acura. Actually so While we were doing everything, turned around and he said, "Well, if I buy the warranty for this much, how much does it change my payment?" So I told him I get, threw out a number. And the finance manager, who did not know me, looked at me kind of funny. And she said to me, she said to the gentleman, well, Dave, he's he's off by 36 cents. Getting sloppy. Now, what he decided to do was he didn't want his payment to go up. So he wrote a check for the warranty. Now, what people don't understand is when you buy a warranty, there's only one thing I can think of in the last six years that the price hasn't changed on at all. You can't buy bananas for the same price they were six years ago. Gasoline's not the same price it was six years ago. Not even six months ago. That's a real factor. Guess what? When Dana and I started in March of 2011, we charged $400 to help somebody buy a car. You know what we charge today? I do. $400. Okay? And I don't even feel like we charge you. It's a portion of what we're saving you. And what I'd almost want to do sometimes is, how about if we just do a a flat fee and a percentage of what we save you? Boy, would we do well.
1: The most prestigious and coveted honor that American Honda Motor Company awards dealerships is the President's Award. The award recognizes the dealership teams who demonstrate superior achievement and customer satisfaction, new car unit sales value, and business management. Make a plan today to get your eyes checked.
4: Visit brightfocus.org to learn more.
3: Welcome back to Your Car Insiders on 960 The Patriot. My name is Dana Southern. My phone number is area code 602-679-8324. And Gary, Gary Green, his phone number, if you have a pen handy, hopefully you do. Um, his number is 602 525 one three seven zero. When Gary and I started Your Car Insiders a little over eight years ago, we we had a, a pretty simple plan.
2: We we wanted to, provide. and we actually put it together in about forty eight hours. It was kind of funny.
3: It, it it did happen kind of quick.
2: Um, I I don't know why I say that so often. I have
3: to work on my vocabulary. I think I've said um like six times already this morning. That's okay. Anyway, moving forward, when when we started recognizing after for me being in the auto industry for over 25 years after being a general manager and partner in a dealership and spending well over 20 years just on the management side of it i i knew at least for me that i wasn't going to work for a dealership where i was going to use my skill sets against anyone anymore and unfortunately with most companies, if, if you are running it and you don't own it, you're subject to the rules and the policies that, that ownership wants to implement. And unfortunately for me, some of those things just weren't congruent with how I feel.
2: And, 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 and the problem with that is, for myself as well, is they have all the marbles, so I always laugh because my mom used to say to me when she was still alive, how come you don't have a real job? I said, well, mom, I don't have a real job. I have my own little company. So I said to my mother, do you like to get your nails done every three weeks? Yep. Do you like me to be able to go to the grocery store for you whenever you want something? Now, when my mom was alive, I probably shopped in the grocery store for her a minimum three times a week. I took her to get her nails done Every three weeks. She Before got her go hair further, done every six weeks. What,
3: what a fine son. I, I've known Gary for almost 30 years, right at 30 years. And I can only tell you that I wish he was my boy.
2: Now, the funny thing is, when I mentioned to my mother, I said, A, there's a couple of things. I can't really go back to a car dealership and get a job and tell them when I can and cannot work because I have to take my mom to get her nails done. I also didn't want to work in a dealership anymore because, as Dana said, I didn't want to use my skill sets to sell cars. We don't sell cars. Somebody will say to me, "What well, if I'm in a dealer? Well, what are you selling today?" I'm not selling anything. I'm helping somebody buy this, or I'm, I'm not. We're doing that. We're doing this. We are not brokers. Got a. Email the other day, and a phone call, and a text message from a gentleman, and he found the lowest priced Kia he, Hyundai he could possibly find, and it was in Oklahoma. So I wished him all the best. Now he had a price on a car that, at the end of the day, he had a really good deal, and I told him go buy the car. Although I, you know, for me, and
3: I wasn't involved in this, but we we obviously are not going to go to Oklahoma to try to help someone acquire a vehicle. We are currently in the fifth largest city in the United States of America, the fourth largest new car market, and probably the third largest used car market in
2: all of America. And the big thing that makes it difficult is that Dana and I, we go with our clients. So when we were done, I explained to him that the price that you got from XYZ Motors is about 500 more than the price I got from a- CDE Motors, whatever it is. Or less. It was 500 less. However, he had to take a car that was in my friend's inventory. And unfortunately for this gentleman, he didn't have a white car or a silver car, he only had red. Now, what I do know is that that gentleman still had to buy the car. He still had to go into the dealership, and I'm not quite sure how it was going to be handled in the finance office.
3: You mean if he were to go to Oklahoma?
2: No, he's actually going to buy the car here. Uh, I truly don't believe the numbers he had from Oklahoma were legit because they were twenty one hundred dollars less than the numbers I got from my friend. And that number that I had was a twenty one hundred dollar loser. So, it, in other words, he was telling me the car in Oklahoma was a forty two hundred dollar pure loser.
3: Which, which, by the way, obviously makes no sense that a dealer would try to write a big check to to meet a stranger from another state. state.
2: Now, these were Hyundai's we were looking at. So I explained to, I asked him a couple of questions. Are you a recent college graduate? No. Are you currently in the military, or have you retired from the military, or are you getting out of the military in the next certain amount of weeks? No. No. Do you currently have a Santa Fe or a Sonata? No. It's $1,500 in rebates that are being applied to a price that's advertised. I, when someone calls, and so. Whether it's a radio show listener or a referral, and I'm pretty sure Dana feels the same way. When they start explaining, well, I saw this online and I saw that online, and I and I, I saw this and I saw that, and it usually. It's at a point where we can't help you. And one thing that I don't want to do, I don't want to explain to somebody that the way that the dealership's advertising the car, they have no intentions whatsoever in selling the car for that price. Now, I'm going to meet a gentleman today that we're going to look at a brand new 2018 Mazda. And his exact words to me were, well, how much less than the advertised price do you think we can buy the car for? All uh. right. So I said to him, based on the small print on the bottom of this dealership's website, I'm not even sure we can buy it for the advertised price. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to get there about an hour before he gets there. A friend of mine's general sales manager of the dealership, I tell him this is the car that he wants to buy. And I'm going to make it really simple for this gentleman. I'm going to call Drew and I'm going to say, Drew, this is what you can buy the car for. If it doesn't work, don't get in your car and drive here.
3: Well, one of the things that's quite a bit different, obviously, because of relationships and and now after over eight years of Gary and I just bringing clients to to different dealers, not taking any bird dogs or kickbacks because we're not brokers. Over time, you know, we've brought some companies, hundreds of people, and they've obviously treated them really well or or we wouldn't go back but you can't you can't have a a relationship without without building it over time because we don't take any type of kickbacks because we do bring in very nice people they have an opportunity to to sell a car where arguably they wouldn't have had that chance something that's critical especially on a new car for a dealer is the survey In the event someone buys a vehicle and thrashes the dealer on the survey because they have a bad experience or something doesn't go the way that they hope it would, that has a very long-term and can be devastating impact on the individual salesperson
2: and the store. It's more the individual person because he only gets a certain amount of surveys. Now, it's always important to us, we had a radio show listener. That, to this day, I won't help him or any of his friends. He sat in a general manager's office. Everything was presented to him. The computer was on in front of him. He saw everything in the screen, and he said that that wasn't transparent enough. If that's not transparent enough, I can't help you. Uh, I don't think anybody could help someone that was in that position,
3: saw what they saw, and...
1: Get it just-played catch. You don't have to be perfect to
4: be a perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Adopt US Kids in the Ad Council.
2: Welcome back to Your Corner, Siders on 96th of the Patriot. Once again, very special thanks to the Earnhardt Family of Dealerships. They, they support the radio show because they understand what it is that Dana and I try to accomplish for our customers. Now, when I got that gentleman, the deal on that Hyundai that didn't buy the car because he thought he was gonna get it someplace else, the exact text I got from the general manager, Gary, based on the fact that it's a referral from you, I will sell the car for this price out the door, but he has to buy something I have. I cannot trade for a car. And now, the gentleman I helped by the Acura the other day, general manager made it, I worked to deal with the GM. He said, Gary, here's invoice on the car. These are the incentives if he finances the vehicle through Hyundai. I'm sorry, through Acura. And these are the dealer ads. Now, the dealer ads in a Acura store are a little bit different. Okay, window tint's a real ad. The, the cargo tray is a real ad now, Dana? In the old days, a Honda Pilot. How much was a cargo tray?
3: Sixty-eight bucks, seventy-five bucks, okay. plus or minus.
2: And the store probably pays somewhere around 2250 two, $2. fifty for window tint because that's what the parts department and service department charges them.
3: It depends on how much they mark it up, but yes,
2: sir. And then he needed. They had splash guards on the car. So it wasn't like he was paying for a paint ceiling. It wasn't like he was paying for nitrogen in the tires. It was- Phoenix re- market adjustment. It was real things that were added to the car. And we were probably done. Here, we got to the dealership, and he looked at a bunch of cars, and then I, made, I asked the question, and the salesman's face turned red. Well, now that we've decided what model do you want, what color do you want? salesman doesn't want to hear that the salesman wants to tell the customer these are the following colors i have which one would you like so that's kind of important and,
3: and buy what you want and when we help someone our 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 goal of course uh, always is to make sure that a it's in your best interest to do anything at all but but getting to the color and the equipment You only get one chance to do this. If it's a brand new car, why settle for your second or third choice when there's a possibility you can get your first choice? We're never going to try to switch you or take things away from you. We might explain why there could be merit to considering something else, but never
2: ever try to get you to take something. That's not what we do. So when... I got with the salesman, he had his inventory sheet in front of him, and he says, well, I have this color, let me go look. Looks at the keyboard, key's gone. Looks at this color, looks at the keyboard, car's gone. So while I'm talking to the client, he gets with the general manager, they run a locate, there's one 2019 model, color, equipment that is acceptable to the gentleman. Now, do I think he would have taken a different color if... He was told there isn't one out there, so the salesman came back and I spoke to the GM and the GM says, "Gary, there's one out there in that color." Good news is it's not that far away. And the other good news is I trade with them.
3: Those so, are those are both important things so too. So the Gary.
2: GM texts the GM of the other dealership, and within 30 seconds he gets back. It's available, so we go over all the numbers because it doesn't matter what the numbers are if the car is not available. Gentleman agrees to buy the car in about 35 seconds on what I felt was an extremely, extremely, extremely good deal. Okay? He, from the time he took to say yes, get all the paperwork done, we were in finance signing everything, we were 90% done when the car showed up from the other dealership. So So it was close by. So at that point, I said to the gentleman, "Now." let's stop signing, let's go outside, let's view the vehicle and make sure the vehicle is exactly what was described to you. We go outside. Now, they make two different gray colors. For some reason, Acura makes two different gray colors in an RDX. One's called Modern Steel, and I don't remember what the other one was called. One's a little bit darker gray. You're talking about on the inside? On the outside. Yeah, it's really... Yeah, one's modern steel
3: metallic. I'm, I'm not sure what the other one... There's an alabaster silver, but that's not nope, the one you're they, referencing. No, these were two I, grays. Yeah, I know. I'm
2: and you. the funny thing was, the big difference was, in one of the colors, you could only get black interior. Well, he didn't want black interior, so it made it simple that he wanted modern steel with the gray. Looked at the car. The car was beautiful. We opened up the trunk. There was this. There was that. There was this. He explained the door edge guards are going to be put on, the cup holders. Now, when we talk about cup holders, it's, what, it's a piece of plastic that they put underneath the door handles. So rings, fingernails, don't scratch the paint. Like it's, a protective film. It's a protective film. But we help you buy a car. We don't sell you anything. You know, speaking of helping you buy a car, very special thanks to Lundy's Peoria Volkswagen, located at 8801 West Bell Road in Peoria, Arizona. Uh, if there's a dealership that understands what Dana and I do, they do. You know, we only go to dealerships that understand what we do and the service that we provide is like nothing else out there.
0: Welcome to Rodeo 4.
3: Welcome back to Your Car Insiders on 960 The Patriot. I want to send a special thanks out to Lundy's Peoria Volkswagen located at 8801 West Bell Road in beautiful Peoria, Arizona. It is just a really nice dealership. It's a wonderful place to do business. Their motto is the dealer for the people. And I can assure you that if you're considering getting a Volkswagen, you want to call Gary at 602 525 one three seven zero and make an appointment to go meet the nice people out there at Peoria Volkswagen.
2: You know, when somebody helps us, you know, Dana and I are two individual people. We when you were a kid and you did your homework and part of the equation was in your math, you had to show your work. Dana and I have two completely different, I shouldn't say completely different, two different ways of doing things, okay? I'm not a believer in doing anything until the customer meets me at the dealership that he's thinking he might want to buy a car from. Or she. I don't need the practice. I don't call to get prices. Now, I'll ask you the following information. Are you trading a car in? If you are, I want the information on your trade-in so that I can get an idea as to what your car's worth, okay? There are instances where I meet people prior to going to a dealership. Now, I had a horrible, horrible, horrible experience a couple months ago, and more like maybe a month and a half ago, and it was my own fault. Radio show listener, we had lunch, really, really, really nice people. And I don't know how many times I have to say something to somebody that just because you want something doesn't mean the dealership is going to build a car that way. And these cars, it is some of them are impossible, okay? So the mistake I made was we were having lunch, had an appointment at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, we were going to be to the Mercedes dealership by about 2 o'clock, and we were going to have an hour just to discuss colors and things like that before the other, my other client showed up. Well, we got there 45 minutes late due to an accident on the 101, and my client that was coming at 3 decided to get there at 20 to 3. I don't work two car deals at the same time. And what ended up happening was the people that were looking at the colors, I could obviously understand that the wife was frustrated because she wanted a specific color and that color's not available in every engine composition that this E-Class Mercedes is in. And not everybody orders the color. So I would say this, I wouldn't order a car. I really wouldn't if I didn't know what it was going to look like. And she got frustrated. The gentleman that showed up early, he got frustrated. Now, the gentleman that showed up early, it was kind of funny because he came in and looked at what was called a Mercedes GLC. And he did buy a car, uh, and it was a a Ram 1500 pickup truck. That's a little bit different. So what happened was, after driving the Mercedes, Uh, I called him to apologize, and the first response I got from him, you could tell he was frustrated and annoyed at how it was handled that that first time. And we looked at a Ford F-150, and he just, I'll always tell people this, I'll give you my opinion, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's right. So I told him, if you want a truck, this might be a logical choice. So I met him and he and I just walked around and he decided he liked Delmonico Red and he wanted the tan interior and he didn't want to go past a Laramie because he didn't like the interior in the Laramie Longhorn and he didn't particularly care for or need the air suspension in a limited so the Laramie made the most sense these were the things he wanted Navigation, didn't care if it had the 12-inch screen or the 8.4. He didn't want running boards because he wanted to put the hydraulic amp running boards on, and he didn't want a sunroof. So I had gone and looked and looked and looked, and I was looking online. Now, Dana and I can't run locates at home.
3: No, but we can make one phone call and know if it exists in a matter of minutes in most cases.
2: Well, the funny thing was I had nothing to do one night, so I was looking at all the different Dodge dealerships. And the closest truck I found was at Chapman and Payson. So I went down and I met with my friend at the dealership and he sat me down with the inventory guy and we're doing this, we're doing that. And Mitch says, well, you know, I could get the car from Chapman or we can get the one out of the storage lot that just came in this morning. B. So it was as if he ordered the car.
3: It happens once in a while where it's it just was, all the it, things just seem to line up and fall into place. I, it happened just a couple of weeks ago, almost identical scenario, where there was no vehicle. There wasn't going to be one for months. But somehow, some way, we showed up, and within a matter of about 30 minutes, the exact color with the exact equipment on the exact vehicle he wanted to buy was there. And guess what? He went home and
2: it. Now, the funny thing was when we got all done, the gentleman said to me, Gary, I, I have to go home and ask my wife. And it wasn't really ask his wife. It was have a conversation with his wife. He was writing a check for a good, sizable amount of money. And you know what? Ask your wife. I don't have a problem with that. So I went, turned to my friend who was the salesman. I said, do me a favor. Put the truck in the back till 4 o'clock in the afternoon tomorrow. John will let me know what he wants to do tomorrow afternoon. Now, if I don't hear from John by tomorrow afternoon, you don't have to hold the car. 10.30 in the morning, I got a text from John, let's go ahead and do the Dodge. Now, he one of his considerations was to look at a different brand, and he asked me what I thought, and what I did for him was I got online, and I went to this manufacturer of this brand, and it's a great truck. However, you can't get tan leather in the truck. So it was going to boil down to, do you want the dark, dark, dark brown, almost like what's in a, a King Ranch, or do you want this, or do you want that? Now, I will say this about a, 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 a Ram 1500 pickup truck. My wife has one. It drives as nice as an Escalade. 20-inch wheels. The suspension's not bumpy, but if she needs to go off-road, okay, it doesn't really have the right tires, For that, it's 20-inch. chromes. They're beautiful. But the truck drives as smooth as could be. Cowboy Cadillac, I call it. Yeah, and it is. And I always laugh because when he looked at my wife's truck, I actually brought it. He, It has the leather saddlebags for the pouches on the back of the seats, and it had the embroidery like you would see in a And he actually said, you know, in the tan interior, it doesn't look nice, but I could live with it in that color. Well, they don't make that color anymore. Just because, it's the only thing I agree with that I ever see from true cars. When they talk about just because the internet says you can build it, doesn't mean the dealership can. Now, I hope Well, they that, don't order them that way. Right. And I hope that, you know, the, the the folks that I helped, you know, I helped them get a Jeep... We didn't make the Mercedes deal. I haven't heard from him since then. I know that the wife was—I hope that they reach back out and they want my help getting another car. But Dana and I, the one thing that I tell everybody, if we don't hear from you, I'm not going to call you in two months. I'm just following up. Have you bought anything yet? Do you want to still go look? I'm hoping because, you know something, I really liked the people and part of what happened at the dealership was my fault because I I shouldn't have offered to take them to the dealership knowing I had another appointment because she didn't get the, the treatment the way it should have been. Now, the funny thing was when the gentleman left that day and didn't buy the Mercedes, he actually said it wasn't the way I expected to be treated based on what, Other people have told me about how your service works. Now, I made it up to him, and we went. Now, when I went with him the next time, I said, listen, we're just going to walk around and look. You're not buying anything today. Now, when we got all done, he was thrilled. He loved the truck that he got. Uh, I haven't followed up to see if he's got his running boards on yet. He bought those hydraulic running boards. But the, the most important thing is we're not going to help you do something that's not in your best interest now there are people and i and i said it to the person if you don't understand how to read a lease contract you have no right leasing a car
3: and and to be fair gary and you know this most people don't really understand all the vernacular of of a lease and it's really not complicated. It's just either terminology and words that you use as part of your business or, or they're not. There's no voodoo economics involved. It's it's not, you know, tricky. Well, math. Be
2: careful because this deal definitely had voodoo involved. Well the lease didn't the deal may have. So these people called me and she said something and it was it was it was heart wrenching. They're not young and they're not really old. And she explained to me that she leased a car and they put $10,000 down and that their payment was this. Gary, and I know who you're talking about
3: right now, and before going further, and, and you, you said it kind of just matter of factly, 10000 down on a new Highlander to lease it would you ever recommend someone put 10,000 down?
2: Well, to she lease it? didn't put 10,000 down because she brought me the paperwork. Now, in the contract, they also gave her a buyer's order. And on that buyer's order were eight different products that were sold to her in the finance office.
3: And I think eight you just products. said a very different thing. There were eight products added to the paperwork contract that they charged a fortune for, I don't believe they sold them.
2: Well, it was just under $5,000 for those products. Now, I can't remember the last time that I ever helped anybody lease a car and let them pay $9.95 for gap insurance.
3: You haven't let anybody pay nine ninety five dollars for gap insurance ever.
2: Yep. Now, there's been instances where deals, dealerships have had to take stupid deals to make to get the the rate and the term and the LTV in place. Where I might say, "Hey, based on the fact that they're selling the car for this, you might have to pay six ninety five for GAP." Perfect but that's example. Our decision and you understanding it. So what I explained to the woman was, you cannot go into a lawyer's office. There is not a lawyer in the state of Arizona that's going to take this to the next level because there's nothing illegal the dealership did. Now, there were eight additional products that she bought. That means besides the contract to the bank, there were eight agreements. Each individual product had an agreement. Why didn't she stop signing? She She signed every one of them and so did her husband so we spoke and i had a suggestion for her and the only thing to me that's fortunate about this situation is they have the money to fix it now dana and i i had gotten a phone call from a woman and we don't get involved we don't fight with car dealerships i met this woman at her house and she explained to me and i said you know We have a problem. You're telling me that you're already behind on your first payment. She had the car 58 days. She can't afford to make the first payment on the car. It's called a first payment default. So I had spoken to somebody in the organization, and they said to me, Gary, I can't do anything. It's 58 days later. If you'd have called me within the first week, I'd have had the deal unwound. I'd have put her back in her car, and away we would have gone. I can't help you with this right now when I mentioned to the woman, the general manager's name, and that's who she should have spoke to, she started to cry. And she said, Gary, that's the gentleman that filled out my credit application for me. Now, if he filled out a credit application for her and her payment was 500 a month, her $900 Social Security would not have qualified her for that payment but dana and i were not lawyers we're not going to go to bat for you in a dealership and fight with them for you it's not what we do if people
3: would be kind enough to actually reach out to us and let us help them they wouldn't find themselves in that position ever yeah it's like the old
2: saying is once the barn door is open